0: Everybody, Welcome to the very second episode of the new season of Bonding with Jet Bond. Uh, thank you all so much for your very, very, very kind words and your uh, lots of likes and comments on it. Uh, th- I have recorded this almost directly after the first episode, so I, I do not know how the first one will be received. So, yeah, there's that, but I, I assume it's going be, gonna to be pretty good from the least pretentious person you know um, this episode, uh, this next episode is a a topic near and dear to my heart, it's a topic near and dear to my heart, it's, it's the history of Australian cinema, the history of Australian cinema, um, you might, you might have realised this, uh, from the everything about me, but I am in fact, uh, a true blue Australian, and I'm very proud of that fact, very proud, I'm I'm a very proud Australian, and, a weird thing is I didn't know this, but our our um our our media our our movies didn't our, we don't have that much of a rich movie history, which is something that that surprised me. Uh, we didn't really have a big uh, movie boom until when I say recently, I mean uh, the seventies, um, the seventies and eighties. Uh, also, uh, this most of this is based not based. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear someone a lot more. Knowledgeable about this subject, I would definitely two hundred percent recommend the documentary. Not quite Hollywood. Big recommendations on that. It's it's a it's a short history on the exploitation films from the 70s all the way to I think the 90s. Uh, because we kind of it's a dead genre now, and I really hope we can bring it back soon. We have seen a little bit of a resurgence with uh with the Wolf Creek and those kind of films, but it's all this like super, super Australian stories of just v- sex, drugs, violence, the worst of the worst, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful genre that I didn't personally know about until I watched this documentary. Uh, I recommend everyone watch it. Also, um, a lot of the Ozploitation films, one of the biggest fans is uh, Quentin Tarantino, Every every white boy's favourite director who does film school uh Quentin Tarantino uh, he gets very he was very inspired especially in the kill bill movies took a lot of inspiration from Ozploitation films these indie directors from Australia in the 70s and Quentin Tarantino's like I'm going to take that and he did uh, that's what inspiration's called uh, it's a very cool thing uh, and I'm just going to give you here a little little bit of a history rundown of the of the history of Australian cinema uh, so Australian cinema really really kicked off and started when uh when uh, William Dunlop uh, first pick up, picked up a camera in 1931, he first picked up a camera and decided to shoot a film called *The Australian*. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very interesting film, and uh, not not much happens. It's just a uh, it's just 25 minutes of a man who who actually I, I he didn't he I don't think. Now the reviewers at the time uh, were astounded. By the fact that he didn't actually blink the entire time, personally I think they just mixed up uh, a film with a uh, with a photo. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, William Dunlop. Uh, William Dunlop was the first Australian filmmaker, and uh, we celebrated him all all the way to the day. We still have the Williams, uh, which is this really amazing film award. Uh, go check check out the Williams. Uh, it's just a film award for you can you can enter it with. Any short film, long form film—they've got a lot of, lot of categories, uh, so I definitely check that one out. The next big milestone in Australian cinema is a little little film made it made in nineteen thirty-five, so not long after the first film was made, uh, called the the little horse that ran ran too fast. Uh, again, magnificent cinematography, uh, really groundbreaking stuff for the time. Although movies had been around for quite a while since it, it it did take a while for it to reach the sandy shores of Australia, uh, but the little horse that uh, ran a little bit too fast uh, is a beautiful beautiful tale uniquely Australian I think uniquely Australian because uh, the 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 horse is wearing a little a little hat with corks on it, um, but because it's running so fast the corks aren't doing much but getting in the horse's eyes it's not it's not keeping away any flies uh, and yeah that 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 kind of inspired a whole new generation of these Australians just going you know what i think we can do it and i think that uh, the same year monash opened up their first ever film course in australia first ever film course and and they originally called it the uh, the uh, the bachelors in in and uh, that that was named after uh, this groundbreaking film uh, after this the uh, the film industry in australia was kind of a bit halted was a bit halted um, it was the, the market had just become flooded with sequels uh, the big horse that ran too little uh, that was that was a, a comedy which is weird because uh, the original film was uh, a, a, a serious melodrama and they just had sequels and spin-offs and i think I think the, the, the little horse got a, a little little mini series on hbo so not much happened and between the years of 19 uh, 19- 1940 and 1945, Uh, I don't know what happened there, Uh, but we saw the next big boom in the 50s, actually, Uh, it took took a while to get over these horse films, Um, and then, out of absolute nowhere, Bill Haggins released his Arc de Triomphe. It took him about four years to make this film, and I'll tell you that. You'll you'll know the name in a second. Uh, but it took him four years to make this film. It cost him about a... It uh, was one of the most expensive films to be made at that time, uh, costing him around about uh, $45 million. He filmed it in every single state of Australia. Uh, well, all the important ones, so he filmed it over Melbourne and Sydney. Um, and yeah... Originally, it didn't have too much success, but they kept it in the cinemas. They kept it running. Uh, at one time, it was the only movie in the cinemas that people would watch, uh, just so they could try to break even. And then one day, people started to take notice. People started to take notice of this little, little the little film that could, and that film is called Grass. Uh, I don't know if if I don't know if anyone's heard of this film. Uh, it, it just. It means a lot to me, and it just makes it's crazy when people go. Like, I haven't, I haven't even seen Grass. Who, who's this Grass that you're talking about? <laughs> like, oh, it's by Haggins, you know Haggins, uh, and everyone just looks at me like I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lunatic. Um, but Grass is this, this uh, epic, epic movie. Not, not, not epic movie. I uh, just this wild, wild ride through the life and times of. What it meant to be someone who doesn't have all the luck in the world, you know, just a simple, and I think it speaks to every Australian because some days you don't feel like getting that sun. Sometimes you you feel like you've been just trod on or chewed up and spit out and thrown off stage, uh, and it's just the the movie Grass is really just a, a snapshot. Of the culture here, and, and it went worldwide. It went, uh, it did very well overseas as well. It was the first kind of Australian film to break it internationally. Um, and I think it got into the Cannes Film Festival, uh, Cannes Film Festival. Uh, I think it went to Sundance as well. Um, and this was the first ever year that Sundance actually was running. and Unfortunately, it didn't win that year in the Sundance film, it didn't win any awards, but uh, they called it a different name uh, they called it, uh, Blades of Glory, and that year, actually, not, not, not the John Hedder, Will Ferrell ice skating movie, uh, different, uh, the original Blades of Glory, uh, which is actually grass in disguise, really genius idea, um, and they sweeped the second Sundance Awards, if you look it up today, Blades of Glory, uh, by, by, by Mr. Haggins, um, you'll, you'll just see all the awards everywhere, and it's just wild to me that people don't actually bring it up these days, um, but yeah, just really, I, I if, if you guys can find it online, please, man, I, I haven't been able to, I, I got my VHS copy, uh, but I, unfortunately, my VHS player broke, so if anyone could find a copy of it online, that would be, that'd be amazing, and if you could, uh, put it in the comments below, or just message it to me, I'll, I'll try to get it around as much as possible, uh, but yeah, next on this uh, beautiful Australian journey, um, of filmmaking, is a little bit of a, uh, a a controversial one, it's a little bit controversial, not, not many people agree with me on this opinion, um, mainly because of, of the, of the content of it, um, but yeah, now everyone's boots start to shudder whenever I mention this film, um, but I think it's, you can't not talk about it, you can't not talk about it, because it was pretty instrumental in the creation of what we have today in Australian cinema, um, and it's just this movie, this, this, this movie called Crab, um, uh, and I got a little bit of a description here, it says, uh, Crab won't move forward, but Crab move only sideway, how can Crab move forward if body built not to go that way? And I just think that's, uh, people go like, oh, but like, what about, what about the, the xenophobia in that? What about, what about the misandry? What about, what, and I'm just, uh, to me, I just read it as a simple story executed flawlessly. And I think that's what we should, uh, view this film as. We should film this, we, we should, we should talk about this film, not about its content, but how they try to tell their story, and without it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have your odd balls, we wouldn't have your happy feet, we wouldn't have your red dog true blue, um, and I don't think people, people just seem to brush over, it, and it kind of, it kind of makes me a little bit upset, kind of makes me a little bit upset, but, uh, I think, I think it's just an important film to talk about, uh, and that film was released in I think 1966, it it, it is, when watching it today, you do realize, like, oh yeah, this is definitely a product of its time, but god damn, is it, is it a pioneer in, in the creative process, and then we fast forward, Uh, again, the the film industry did not uh, uh, cope well after the release of Crab, but in 1970, we had a new thing. Just before exploitation. Well, this is actually the film... That inspired the whole Ozploitation movement. Um, it's a little film... Called... And I think... Is a wonderful... Capture of... Of... Just... Love, really. Uh. Inspired me to go out there and tell the people I love to... How I really feel about them. And if it wasn't for... I don't know if I would be able to have the car, and I know it's like an old film, but I just think it's definitely an important. If it's not on your list already, put it on your list. It's it's just spelled um, uh, and if you could uh, yeah, just watch it. I think it's on Netflix. Again, just type in, uh, and I think you should be able to find it there. Um, but yeah, I actually I. I this was really big. Uh, I, I managed to be able to talk to the director of... And he he actually is letting me uh, play you guys a little clip from... Uh. And I think... I'll just go run into that now. I don't think there's much more I can say about... Uh. So uh, I'm just going to roll this clip, let it roll through, and uh, we'll have a little bit of a chat afterwards.
1: Oh, g'day, cobber.
0: You mind giving me, me and the miso a little bit of uh, some lager? Now, you listen here. We don't take kindly to you. you, Your kind here. By your kind, I mean Aussies. Oh, Dazzy, you carry on like a two-bog pork watch. Just give me in the miso some, some drinks there, mate. Now, listen. Uh, you know I ain't allowed to give you any beverages after no... no. Well, if my name ain't I just want to let you know that this is a discriminatory act. You know what? You make a fine little point there, gentlemen. All right. Beers on the house. That's what a bloody thought you'd say. Yeah, I uh, want one, one more thing. Uh where your accent go? Eh yeah, that's the secret there, mister Dazza. Oh, I never had an accent. it's bloody it's bloody hard. It's a hard knock life to become an Australian like me. Well you see I naturally have an Australian accent, but uh Making it bigger is oh, very, very difficult. Now as a movie goer, I was like, what's happening here? Uh, because, as an Australian, I really uh, kind of identified with this. Because I don't, I don't think I have that much of an Australian accent. I don't I don't fall into what uh, popular culture says I should think that I sound like, whatever that sentence means. Um, let, let's listen a little bit more. Oi, get out of my car. No. Or oh, I said, get out of my bloody car, for my name ain't... <laughs> I'm not getting out of your car. If I have to repeat myself one last time, I'm gonna shove this antenna up your. Oh, don't do that. Might sting a little. Yeah, well, you're giving me no bloody choice, are you? Oh, it was it was cold, and I wanted a place to sit down. Oh, mate, uh, no, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh. You, you want you want my blankie? Oh, that's 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 really kind, sir. Uh, I I would like your blankie. Do you do you have it on you? Yeah, it's in my dry as a bone next to you. Don't don't take my dry as a bone, but my blankie is in one of the pockets of my dry as a bone. Oh, thank thank you, Mister. Oh, I've just been down on my luck, haven't I? Oh yeah, we all get down on our luck, mystery mystery car man. Um, you know what? How about you come with me to the pub? I'll buy you a lager. Now, one of my favourite parts about this film is the disjointed timeline. It's like kind of like a Russian plot. Um, it, it's it's not really been done before before this because it is it was released in in the early seventies, and it's just it just blows my brain how revolutionary storytelling wise this piece of media is. Uh, let me just fast forward a little bit, and I'll play a little bit more for you guys. Oi, ma, I'm stuck on the roof. Well, you shouldn't have done that now, should you? Yeah, Ma, I was just trying to get us the power back, but, uh, the ladder bloody fell down. <laughs> I like how it talks about not only, like, the bigger problems in society, but it also talks about, you know, the everyman problems. And I think we need that more in our media today. Anyway, let's see another scene. And doing stand-up for his very first time, uh, everybody, please give a warm welcome to the stage. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You guys are bloody supposed to clap, aren't you? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, my name is actually, uh, my mum was a, you could say my mum was a bit of a drunk since, uh, uh, that's why she was burping when I was born. It's not, it's pretty funny, isn't it? Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, you guys ever notice when you're like driving down the back road and you're zooming and doing 130 and 100 kilometre per hour areas? And then you just see a kangaroo and, and then time just slows right down. And now you're experiencing second by second. You meet eyes with the kangaroo. You're just looking at him and you're thinking, hey, boy, what you thinking? What's going through your mind right now? Because I'll tell you what, what's going through my mind is, oh, fuck, I'm going to hit this kangaroo. And I wonder if the kangaroo's thinking, oh, fuck, I'm going to hit this man. Uh, <laughs> that's just a little, uh, Tom Mason, they laughed at that one. Um, uh, anyway, uh, ne- next on my, uh, um, shit, uh, I just raised my hand, uh, uh you ever noticed when you're down in the pub and, uh, one of your, one of your boy, <laughs> one of your boy, <laughs> one of your boys orders a bloody, uh, vodka soda and, and then you got to beat the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just love how this film just manages to squeeze All these topics. Even, like, doing stand-up for the very first time. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see on cinema. And they're talking about, like, toxic masculinity in a uniquely diverse way. And, oh, endless comments for the film. I I should stop interrupting. Uh, Anyway, let's continue on Uh, our next scene. Oh, I could either get this beanie, which is red. Or I could get this beanie... Which is blue. Oh, it's a hut. Oh, f- bloody heck. Uh, I co- the blue hat matches my eyes, but the red hat represents my soul. Oh, what's a true blue Aussie man got to do in this world to get along? I can't just afford two hats. That's way too much money. And... The people at Maya are getting rather upset with me. Oh, God damn, I've been here for 45 minutes holding these two hats. What's a boy gonna do? Wow. Just wow. I, I, I you know what? You can make your own assumptions about that scene. Let's just go into the next one. Now you see, I thought this was a bloody court of law. And you're turning this into what? A frickin' circus? What's a bloody Aussie bloke like me got to do in this? (coughs) (coughs) I was working in that mine for 17 years of my life. Those are 17 years I'll never get back, and what's that left me with? Money? No. A girlfriend? Definitely. A bug in my throat? forever. And I just want I just want at least an apology from the people who own the mines to see what they've done to me and my fellow Australian men. So, Improv team for tonight. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, again, leave donations at the door. Uh, this has been uh, and friends. Uh, thank <laughs> just to show how hard it is in this world for an Australian to go out there and start his own improv team. Jesus. Oh, you know, I, I don't think I have much more else to say on this podcast. Um, this has been an unabridged version of Astra- the, the, uh, the cinema history of Australia, I think it's a very important topic, again watch Ausploitation uh, they they they, um, they, pretty much say what the Australian film industry was like uh, a little bit after it <coughs> was uh, made uh, it's not called Ausploitation, it's bloody called it's bloody called um, not quite Hollywood and you check that out to see the actual Australian uh, film history uh, it's a br- brilliant documentary This is. it feels like this is an ad for that but it is not um, go check it out, uh, thank you guys so much for watching again, please comment on what you like, what you don't, uh, what I should do next, uh, thank you guys again so much for watching, and this has been Jet Bond, and you've just done a little Bond with me.